Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it, but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to be talking today about panic attacks. The reason I wanted to talk about panic attacks is because a lot of people I'm working with to save their relationship turn around their marriage or to transform their relationship with their body and food. Anxiety and panic attacks are something that come up again and again. And it can be really important to look at panic attacks to see if you're suffering from them or your husband or wife is, how to help your husband or wife or how to help yourself. So I really wanted to sort of go over and explain what panic attacks are and then some of the tools that you can use to to help you. Because it can be very difficult if your spouse has a history of panic attacks and anxiety. So a panic attack is a sudden feeling of unease that triggers physical reactions that can get out of control. They can appear without any warning, and some people prefer to just stay in because they don't know whether they're going to have a panic attack or not. And a lot of people, unfortunately, when they go through high stressful times in their lives, like a lack of finances, struggles in relationships, threat of divorce, they will then go into panic attacks, even when they are relaxing. Panic attacks are not life-threatening by any means. However, they can gently and greatly impact the quality of your life if left untreated. Often people who suffer more than one panic attack will begin to live in fear of when they will experience another attack and are more commonly known to suffer panic disorder as they are in a constant state of panic which is also very detrimental to the family, positive environment and to how you handle food. So it is really important to to look at addressing panic attacks if you or someone you love is suffering with them. The most typical symptoms that appear when a person suffers a panic attack are a sense of impending doom or danger, fear of loss of control, fear of death and dying, rapid pounding heart rate, sweating, trembling or shaking, shortness of breath or tightness in the throat area and chest area, chills, hot flashes, nausea, so feeling sick, abdominal cramping, chest pain, headaches, dizziness, lightheadedness, numbness or tingling sensation and the feeling of unreality, kind of feeling of detachment. And this was from the the Mayo Clinic 2019. The sympathetic nervous system is responsible for our ability to deal with stressful situations effectively. It helps us to react in a fight or flight mode. The parasympathetic nervous system is the calming side and usually balances out the stress response so that we can cope better in our lives. However, if this side of the system, the calming side of our system, is unable to do its job effectively, the body will struggle to cope and will induce panic within the body, and this then causes the physical symptoms to appear. 
For example, a racing heart, tight chest, sweating, difficulty in breathing. Chronic stress and trauma that occurs over a long period of time can affect our parasympathetic nervous system. So it could mean a big event that happened in the past or it could mean consistent stress. And over time, the ability to deal appropriately with stress and trauma becomes difficult. And this is where a person then doesn't feel like they can, they can cope. And therefore, the reoccurrence of panic attacks will appear more frequently. And this creates a vicious cycle of panic and stress. As the more panic attacks a person suffers from, the more they will live in fear, waiting for the next episode to come on. And so they get into this panic and stress cycle. And this can cause a lot of damage to a relationship because if there's a lot of stress, if there's a lot of panic, it's going to take its toll. And your individual stress and panic is obviously going to influence somebody else's. And in a relationship, if there's a breakdown, if there's a fear of the unknown, what is going to happen, if divorce threats have been made, if there has been something traumatic that has happened inside or outside a relationship, this affects every area of our life and it can affect our patterns with drinking, with eating, with sleeping and unfortunately people can then sort of get stuck in the anxiety and panic cycle. In fact, the fear alone of having a panic attack can do so much emotional damage to a person's ability to socialise as well. I have seen it where people are so fearful that a panic attack may come on that they just don't want to leave the house and they want to stay in or they want to go to places where they can control the environment, where they know where the exit is, where they can leave any time they want and they may be less likely to want to do things. So they will tend to isolate, they will turn down invitations to social events and even if they do make it out, they often can appear to be withdrawn or to excuse themselves abruptly if they're concerned, what if I'm going to have another panic attack? And this obviously then affects the rest of their life and those that interact with them. Avoiding social situations can escalate and sometimes affect a person's ability to work to leave their home, to drive, or to maintain a relationship with their loved ones. It is difficult for someone who suffers a panic disorder to explain something that they do not have control over. So they just prefer to be alone. They just want to avoid seeing people to avoid that confusion and embarrassment that they're often in panic. And then this can lead to depressive thoughts, loneliness, and can even push some people to think about ending their life. Fortunately, there are a number of ways to deal with panic attacks and panic disorders, which have a really lasting impact. The first one that you can do is to talk to a trained expert that knows exactly how to deal with anxiety and also help you move forward. You don't want somebody that's going to just stay stuck in the past, but that has solutions that is working with panic attacks before and also understands how to support the whole family because often the people around the person having the panic attack are not sure what to do and how to sort of support them to, to break free. It's about looking at the triggers, looking at the emotions behind it and looking at how to change the, the patterns to make sure that full-blown panic attacks don't happen anymore. 
Another thing that you can do is meditation. Sometimes spending time on yourself, by yourself, mindful breathing can help people really calm themselves down when they feel that a panic is coming on. Deep breathing can really shift a person's focus from a state of panic to a more relaxed and calmer self. I like guided meditations. I think they're very useful to help people just calm down and they rather than do it by themselves because sometimes by themselves people find it difficult but definitely changing the breathing controlling the breathing can really just slow down the whole body and get into that calming relaxed state i have worked with some people that have had anxiety and panic attacks though where they have found that trying to breathe in a certain way makes them worse so this is where you need to ask yourself does it help focusing on the breathing or not and if it's not then definitely try something else, despite advice you might be given about trying the breathing. If it's not working for you, then find something new. The other one is really important to look at, and that's sleep. Often we forget the importance of a good night's sleep. There is a lot of rest, repair, and rejuvenation that our bodies go through when we are sleeping. So in order to ensure that we're giving our body the time to be relaxed, to remember the memory of being relaxed, being calm, to do the healing work, it's really key to get good night's sleep. So this is about taking actions that are gonna help you to get a good night's sleep. Maybe you go to bed early, maybe you do some extra exercise to make sure that you're tired, maybe you stop drinking coffee early in the morning, maybe you do other relaxing things that really help to sleep. One of the things that I will talk about next is hypnotherapy, and that's definitely something that I do for sleeping. Helping people to just switch off, telling them that they can handle all of their challenges in the morning, now is the time to sleep, just to relax and let go. We do a whole body relaxation, making sure they feel comfort in the whole of their bodies, and I find that this can be really beneficial as well. And hypnotherapy, in general for anxiety is something that I use all the time. Now I know that a lot of people have fear about hypnotherapy, especially people with anxiety because they're already worried about life and, and panicking anyway. However, hypnotherapy has now been approved for over, I think it's over 50 years by various different medical associations, definitely in Britain, it's over 50 years ago. So it has got scientific research and support that it's beneficial to help people in calming their mind in changing the subconscious mind to relax and all panic attacks anxiety the thoughts the emotions the feelings the body sensations are coming from the unconscious mind and i read a statistic the other day that over six thousand times more powerful is our unconscious mind than our conscious mind so if you think about that it's no wonder that we are falling into the same kind of patterns. So to change these patterns, to work with the subconscious mind, something like hypnotherapy or other healing, deep practices can really shift people away from the panic. It can help release anxiety, it can help calm the mind, calm the body, and replace these anxious thoughts or negative thoughts, whatever you wanna call them, with positive affirmations. Positive affirmations have been proven to really work and yet a lot of us are too lazy to say out loud positive affirmations, to write out positive affirmations. We think, oh, I can't be bothered to do that or I'm not sure if I believe that will work and therefore 
having just an audio to listen to when you sleep with those positive affirmations can be really life-changing. The last thing that some people go for is supplements. If we're deficient in vital vitamins such as vitamin B, which are heavily linked to our nervous system, then maybe it's time to look at our diet and look at getting some extra supplements to help us. Designing a food plan that has a lot of vitamin B in, for example. Also, supplements like magnesium are also very powerful because they can help you to relax. And when taken at night, can also help you to induce a deeper night's sleep. And there's lots of other herbal remedies and alternative medicines that you can get. And I'm not an expert in those, but those that I work with have really found that it's been really beneficial to support them to change this. And very kindly, someone that I supported who suffered from panic attacks agreed for me to read their story out loud to you about her journey with panic attacks and how she got into further treatment and what she did to change things. So this is what she had to say. I was such a strong, independent, free-spirited person. I had an amazing job, an amazing friends and an amazing life. I really was one of those few lucky ones that just love life. I wasn't one to scare easily either. I loved to take part in activities that would get every adrenaline junkie's attention. I was someone that had no idea what a panic attack or a panic disorder was. Fast forward to 2017, my husband, brother and I went for a meal in one of my favourite spots in Dubai Marina. As we walked down to the restaurant, I noticed I was feeling a little lightheaded, and put it down to simply being hungry. Suddenly I noticed I couldn't hear anyone talking around me and I was beginning to feel like I was passing out. I quickly sat down, closed my eyes and held my head in my hands. I was so embarrassed and super scared. My husband ran to the car, but weirdly as I sat there focusing on my breathing, I began to feel better. By the time my husband had returned, I managed to walk to the car and immediately fell asleep. On the drive home, I was fast asleep and went to sleep as soon as I got better. All three of us decided, as I felt better, I must be sick with a head cold, and I just needed to rest. Sadly, I wasn't suffering from a head cold, as the episodes of dizziness continued to appear. Suddenly, there was no lead up to it. There were occasions where I was sitting down on the sofa, and I would feel like I can't breathe. I'd start sweating, and feeling like I'm going to die. I figured out the best way to deal with these episodes was to sleep, so I ended up spending a lot of 2017 in bed. I refused to go out alone because I knew if I experienced one of those scary episodes, I would not know what to do. So all week I would stay at home and I would only leave the house on weekends with my husband. Even on weekends when we did leave the house, I would feel the dizziness coming on and I would immediately need to leave wherever we are. These times we sat down in a restaurant, I ordered food and then I would cry hysterically because I had to leave. I was so irrational at this point. Something as simple as going out for a meal was so difficult for me. One day in 2018, I was at our family restaurant when I felt really uneasy and fidgety, but I couldn't figure out why. As the day progressed, I got worse and I suddenly couldn't hear anyone talking around me. I felt as though I couldn't breathe. I was sweating like crazy. My chest was feeling extremely tight. This was it. I was having a heart attack. I was so sure of it. An ambulance was called 
and on the way to the hospital I began to feel symptoms easing. The only problem was that ambulance staff hadn't done anything to reduce my symptoms. By the time I got to the hospital, I was perfectly fine. A little tired, but that's it. I knew the doctors were looking at me like I'm crazy, but I tried hard to explain to them what I had experienced without them wondering why my symptoms had disappeared within minutes. I was discharged the next day with no justification as to why I felt the way I did, the way it day before. I was so tired of feeling like this, so I decided to Google my symptoms, and that's when I realised all signs pointed to me, suffering panic attacks. I can't explain the relief I felt when I realised what I was experiencing had a name and that I wasn't crazy. I decided to look further into the natural treatments and found something called hypnotherapy that had great results for people around the world who were suffering from anxiety and panic attacks. My hypnotherapist talked me through my symptoms and suggested a course of hypnotherapy and body healing sessions where she would encourage me to relax my mind and to focus on where the anxiety I was experiencing was coming from in my body. I learned how to send love to that each part of my body that was desperately calling out for my attention. My therapist helped me to replace those negative thoughts I had with positive ones and provided me with the audio tapes to the hypnotherapy so that I was able to listen to it daily, especially when I felt an attack coming on. These sessions have not only reduced the number of panic attacks I suffer, but have also boosted my ability to deal with stressful situations that could potentially trigger a panic attack. I am more at peace with myself and I'm beginning to return to the outgoing, sociable person I used to be. So that was from somebody that I worked with and I just wanted to share her story in case some of you are listening to this thinking maybe I am having panic attacks but I'm not getting any help or there's a fear around can treatment actually help you. And also to let you know you're not alone if you have gone through that awful hospital experience or doctor experience where your symptoms have gone quickly and you're made to feel even worse because not only have you got this thing that you are not used to and you're scared of, there are people there not understanding or maybe not even believing you. And unfortunately for many people that I work with suffering with panic attacks and panic disorder, this really does impact other areas of their life. People can gain a lot of weight because they're not leaving the house and not doing social activities. This can take a toll on the relationship, not doing social activities and changes in lifestyle. And if it affects work, then of course it affects the financial impact on the individual and any family. So if you are suffering, I really hope that this encourages you. If you'd like to talk to me, you're so welcome. You can book a free call on my website, nicolabeer.com, or you can email me at nb at nicolabeer.com. And if I can support you, I will. I do do a lot of my sessions online remotely, as well as in Dubai. And sometimes people even come in and fly over for one or two days intensive. And I'm sure there's lots of other good therapists around. Just make sure that you choose somebody that has a positive approach who has lots of different methods and tools to really support you. From my heart to yours, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to join you next week for the next one. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. 
To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com, where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show, and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing love-filled day ahead. <laughs>